I'm Robert Therrell. And I'm Chase Bridges. And we're both screenwriters. Listen along each week as we either work together to write a new short film or go head to head with competing movie pitches. This is Written By. podcast the number one podcast in the world right behind all the other ones right behind all the other ones hey we got our dope podcast mic arms back yeah we and are we are slowly becoming a real podcast studio yeah, in here. i mean we had one uh-huh but then we said you know screw you guys we we going to <laughs> we're leaving and so we're building our own <laughs> yeah in chase's house yeah when uh robert pulled up today uh, I was just sitting in the garage with the garage door open and like a lawn chair. And uh, when he pulled in my driveway, I like direction, like I like pointed where I wanted him to park. I felt 48. Yeah. No, that's, that's the exact vibe I felt when I pulled up. It's like, wow, Chase is one week out from getting married and he already is. I'm acting it. I'm acting He's a fool, skipped man. Fr- straight from 22 to 52. Yeah. For the longest time, you know, all of you guys are like close to thirty, and I was yeah. the youngest one. Uh-huh. And I just jumped ahead of all of you. Yeah, I'm I'm at that level of just sitting in my garage waiting for someone to show yeah. up. You got a wife and a house. <laughs> I yeah. I, I'm when I meet like when I see my friends, I go, hey, if you ever need a place to stay, you can stay you can stay with me. All you want. And then I go and then I go like this. I go, I gotta check with the wife first though. I got. <laughs> all right. So this week's rival pitches. Yeah, and... I'm trying to get used to this. <laughs> I know, that the arm's a little... We'll get used to it. It Maybe. definitely beats, like, constantly having to yeah, lift put the... that stand back up because it kept on drifting down. Yeah, there we go. This feels better. Pitches. Guys, uh, the Barbie movie. We haven't seen it. And but... Oppenheimer. Yep. <laughs> I, I I am so looking forward to the day both of those come out, but I think I think I'm gonna see Barbie first. So I felt the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna see them both on the same day? I would like to. It, that that is a long day. I would need to find yeah. someone. I imagine Oppenheimer's like three hours long. Yeah. And yeah. Barbie's probably not 90 minutes either. Exactly, yeah. I bet that would be a long day. Me and Elizabeth tried to do, like, I don't think we could do double double features. Yeah. we When they were playing the Harry Potter movies at the movie theater in October, back in October, uh, we watched the first one, and then we went to the theater for the Chamber of Secrets, the second mm-hmm. one. We got about 45 minutes in. She was asleep. <laughs> and I was like, let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like I kind of know what to expect with Oppenheimer. I have yeah. no idea what direction this Barbie movie is going, so I'm curious. Plus, I mean, I think we all love movies based on toys. Exactly, which is why today on Rival <laughs> Pitches, we're just assuming that Barbie was a huge success. Yeah, which And I studios are like, hey, 
we need more toy movies. And so we got it. Yeah. We're adapting really just any popular toy. Yeah. We got to pick whatever. We're making a feature film based on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious to see what you ended up going with. I really struggled to find a toy to write about. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do something silly. Uh-huh. Well, hold on. <laughs> I ended up doing something silly, but like I wanted, I didn't want it to be a cop out. Sure. Yeah. Like, I didn't want it to be like Toy Story, yeah. you know, where it's like Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be like, this is a hundred million dollar budget movie about a toy. Yeah. And then I love, you know, G.I. Joe and He-Man and these franchises, but I felt like that was a bit of a cop out. Yeah. Because that's kind of like write a He-Man movie instead of writing a movie about a toy. And and so I'm curious to see what, did you feel the same way? Yeah. So I, I wanted to challenge myself to not do a toy that already had lore attached to it. I I also did. Yeah. I did the same. And I didn't want to do the thing where it's like, like the Tetris movie is about the guy that invented Tetris. Right. Yeah. Only losers would do something like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, did, I didn't do that okay really. did you, okay yeah, I didn't so that. i was about to ask did you i was tempted to do like the silly putty movie and it's about the guy that made silly putty which still would have i would have enjoyed yeah. listening to. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i didn't do that i did something kind of i didn't really but it's in the same vein yeah <laughs> well you'll see <laughs> you know what let's just jump right yeah, into yours. okay I was, yeah let's do it let's do it so say right off the bat you know uh this was a hard prompt it was, and, this was a, this was probably the hardest one this season, and I ended up having a busy week. So <laughs> this isn't going to be like a normal pitch where I try to All like right. flesh things out and make them good. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going the chase approach. <laughs> what I want to my goal with this? <laughs> do you ever see a movie and the trailer is so so off the wall, yeah. and you're like, what were these people on? When they pitched this movie, I'm going for that kind of movie. I'm assuming cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so you're going for like the the Weird Al movie. Maybe. It's, okay. Okay. Now this is this is a big blockbuster. Our only goal is to make a ton of money. Well, of course. So if you just picture me, you know, I got my disheveled Hawaiian shirt. Okay. I've got sunglasses indoors. Of course. There's still coke on my mustache. Oh, absolutely. I walk in disheveled into the studio. It's like, I got an idea for you. Oh, okay. And then I'll be the studio. I want to be the head of Paramount. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I imagine all toy movies are uh-huh. done by Paramount. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's wanting to make toy movies. And I got, <laughs> I got the toy movie. Let's go put butts in seats. All right, let's hear it. So we open. Our main character's name is Miguel. He's a dude in his late 20s. He lives in an apartment by himself. And we open on him. He's driving to his ex's house. They had a kid together. He (laughs) He was supposed to watch his daughter today, but he had an extra shift come up at work. And so he's trying to tell his wife, hey... 
I can't, I can't do it today, but I promise I just got to go to work. And she's like, Hey, your child supports late. And he's oh, like, no, I look, I'm trying my best. I'm just, I'm trying to hold down this job. There's not a lot of work out there for an ex con. And he's like, well, if you're going to be in your child's life, you need to step up. You've been making some bad choices, Miguel. <laughs> what toy could this possibly be? So Miguel, you can tell he really loves his daughter. He's watching her play in the backyard, but he can't go see her <laughs> until he pays that child support. Dang. But he's got to go to his shift. And so he drives up to this construction site. A dude runs up to him. It's like, dude, so glad you're here. This Today's been a disaster. There's, there's this big pile of dirt. We need to move it quick. We're two hours behind. You're the only one who could do this. Tonka trucks? What toy is this? <laughs> so he's like, I got it. He walks up in a big yellow dump truck. Is it really Tonka? the door. Title slam. Tonka. <laughs> I was joking. Yeah. No, we're doing the Tonka movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's, uh, uh, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> so I'll go ahead. I'll be straight up with you. Yeah. The whole idea of this it's basically Fast and Furious. With Tonka trucks? With Tonka trucks. Oh, yeah. I'm Instead in. of hot rods, I'm in. people are driving around in giant construction vehicles. Oh, yeah. I'm in 100%. You don't even have to do the rest of your pitch. Yeah. I think you could win off that alone. Because <laughs> exactly. it's about family. Yeah. And yeah. Tonka trucks. Yeah. So immediately, Miguel goes into this Tonka truck, and he starts driving this dump truck really fast. He's driving up the pile of dirt. People in the in the back hose or whatever shovel it in he's driving it back he's looking at the clock the clock is counting down to 4 p.m when this dirt pile has to be moved he's driving back and forth super fast he's swerving around it's getting to like 358 there's still a little bit left and he just like all out drifts this dump truck and manages to like get it just in time i also want to point out a main reason that we're making a tonka movie yeah <laughs> other than it's awesome other than it's awesome <laughs> is I asked my daughter the other day who her favorite musicians are. She said, Yeet. You heard of this guy, Yeet? Did you make a song for this movie too? I, I wish I had time. I did. <laughs> but if you're, if you're unfamiliar with Yeet, this dude is obsessed with Tonka trucks. Rex came in, I was still in his Tonka Rex came in, they could fit in his Tonka Rex came in All the kids are listening to this okay. And it's it's a safe assumption that every Yeet song has at least one mention Does it really? Of Tonka, yes Is that real life? For like the past two, yeah Why? Yeet Who, who is this guy? Yeet is a visionary He is <laughs> My bad. <laughs> he is the modern day Shakespeare in that if I he ain't... doesn't have any words, he will just make up new words. And like Tonka is his Heck main yeah. word. We assume it just means a nice car, but we don't know. He just he could just mean Tonka. Rest about Tonka all the time. He uh, he invented the word Twizzy, like Twizzler. Maybe it. <laughs> it's like it's a playoff twin. Which is already a slang term for your like your bro or your brother or right. whatever. Tw Twizzy. Yeah, yeah. He maybe he is a visionary. Maybe I misunder. I was listening to him on the way up in preparation. There's a song where he just kind of like runs out of words and just mumbles his way through the rest of the verse. 
You got to respect that. Yeah. And he did the exactly. Minion movie, so. Exactly. Yeah. We need him for the Tonka movie. Yeah. And dude, that, that Minion movie, big viral moment, that Yeet song. Every yeah. every Gentle Minions TikTok had that Yeet song underneath, so we're, we're cashing in. Yeet's going to do a whole soundtrack, and it's all just going to be called Tonka. I'm in. Yeah. Dude, dude literally, his main chain, he just has an iced out Tonka truck. <laughs> I feel like you... You, you were running so behind writing this pitch. You were like, all right, here's the basic premise. I'm going to talk about Yeet for 20 exactly. minutes. <laughs> and I'm in. It, was, yeah, it worked. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I told you, we're, we're just trying to make money here. We're of trying course. to make money. And Yeet brings in the big bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, as this Yeet music is playing and he's drifting in this dump truck, he manages to get all the dirt moved mm-hmm. in the amount of time. Walks out of the Tonka truck. All the other workers cheer. That's when the foreman comes up. He's like, all right, everyone, gather around, gather around. So uh, I just got word from the the people who commissioned this building. Uh, it's, uh, it's being shut down. Construction's being shut down. They've oh, declared dang. bankruptcy. And oh, man. we'll let you know, but it looks like none of y'all are getting paid. <laughs> so everybody... Everybody is outraged. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly what legal situation this is, but uh, we'll we'll have smarter people figure it out. I'm just the idea guy. Of course, but yeah. Somehow, the people that own this building, they're running some sort of grift where they get these buildings half built, and then they claim that they can't finish it, declare bankruptcy, get a huge payout. They don't pay any of the workers, something like that. Something no. to that. I mean, degree. it sounds plausible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've known contractors that just straight up don't get paid like in construction and even yeah, film, film stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some people I won't name on this. <laughs> Me. No, Andre, I've always gotten paid. Yeah. They yeah. know better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So anyway, everyone everyone is angry, especially Miguel, because he was really counting on this money from this job so he could yeah. pay his child support. So he could see his be in his daughter's life again. Of course. It's and all now about he can't family. do it. And again, we've we've built up that he's an ex con. We don't know what for yet, but uh <laughs> For Tonko. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he and a bunch of the other workers that we saw before, a crew of like five of them they're all getting together after this it's like man this is it just keeps on happening it's, just, it's the same people behind it i know it is yeah it's like we ought to do something about it he's like hey miguel you used to commit robbery <laughs> yeah and he's like theft by tonka that yeah. should be the name of your movie <laughs> <laughs> but anyway they all get to talking and Miguel's like, you know what? I need this money. Maybe I should do just one more job. Oh yeah. He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna rob these people. We're gonna take our money back. This is our money. We're taking it back. Yeah. These corrupt businessmen. But then one dude who's, you know, like a newer dude, he's like, but they probably they got all the best security in the world. Their headquarters is in like the indianapolis city or something i don't know i just came up with a city it's in the middle of the city at the tallest skyscraper it's a vault at the center of it with my, all our cat how are we going to get in there my man freestyling his yeah. pitch right now <laughs> and miguel is like we're gonna rob them with the tonka trucks and absolutely <laughs> heck yeah the first act 
is you just get a bunch of trading of them. They go to the construction site by day, you know, just acting like they're tearing everything down, doing their job or whatever. Mm -hmm. But by night, they sneak back in. You've created this obstacle course, and they're training with their Tonka trucks to uh, to oh, do this shit. job. So we're basing we're basing the crew on like the core original line of Tonka trucks. So we got the dump truck, which is Miguel. We got a backhoe. We got a bulldozer. We got what's called the wrecker, which is really it's just the tow truck. I don't know why it's called the wrecker. <laughs> it helps cars that have been wrecked. But <laughs> we got the shovel. And we got the car carrier. And so basically we're splitting them up. So some of the trucks are just responsible for pushing things out of the way. Some of the trucks are responsible for carrying the payload, the cash. And then some of the trucks are just responsible for combat. So combat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, They've, they've devised this plan to where the dump truck and the car carrier, they're the main ones that got to get in the building. Now, our main boy got to get in there. The bulldozer is going to just move everyone out of the way. It's like when the cop, like the bulldozer will knock over a wall that everyone else could oh, go through. Yeah. If the cops start coming, the bulldozer will start pushing them out of the way. Our like backhoe and shovel trucks so like use the little shovels to like knock people over. Oh snap! People are getting yeeted. Yeah, yeah. While yeet is playing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. The tow truck is just basically like using its little <laughs> gets a lasso, <laughs> hooking on the axles of cars, flipping them it. over. And Heck then, yeah, man. And yeah, I think that's all of them. But anyway, our midpoint is when the big heist is happening. And they managed to, <laughs> they just all in one big glide just drive to the center of the city to this skyscraper. The bulldozer smashes through. Oh, yeah. And so just the the wacky nature of the later Fast and Furious movies where yeah. it's just Hot Rod's driving in ways that Hot Rod shouldn't drive in places they shouldn't be driving in. Tonka truck. Exactly. Yeah. Big boy. yellow construction cars. But anyway, uh, during the midpoint, uh, they managed to, the bulldozer breaks through the bottom floor of the skyscraper, the dump truck and everything is pushing through it. The cops start coming and it's a lot of cops. It's a lot of cops. Oh yeah. And so it's a lot of cops. Exactly. It's a lot of cops. The bulldozers push them through the, the tow truck is like using its hook and it's like flipping things over. But then, uh, it, it starts to be a lot more than they expected. Also, they can't get the safe open in time, so like they're down to the wire, but they manage to escape. And during the midpoint is when we get an FBI agent who's been put in charge of catching these people because this is a really high-profile robbery at this point. I'm picturing like a Michael Douglas type, just like mm -hmm. old white kind of angry guy. Oh, yeah, like a Mark Maron. Exact yeah, Mark Maron yeah. would be great. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the, the Tonga trucks managed to escape, but they, they've been chased so closely, they've escaped so narrowly mm -hmm. that they can't go back home. Oh, snap. But uh, Miguel, he has a close friend from his past life as a thief named Morgan, 
and they managed to go to Morgan's house and hide out there. Morgan has like a farm or something, and so that's where they keep all the Tonka trucks. And that's cool. Basically, Morgan is like, hey, I can I could help you guys get home undetected. Also, I can help you launder this money because you've you've stolen so much money. People will be able to track you <laughs> if you yeah. try to spend this. I could take care of that for you, but in exchange, Miguel, you are the best thief. You gotta work for in me. In the universe, yeah. You need to do one more job for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like the second half of the movie, we're leading up to another big heist. They're stealing like a diamond or something. Oh, snap. In the middle of the city. But now they're being pursued by our Michael Douglas, Mark Marin FBI dude. Oh, heck and yeah. This is good. I, yeah, I want to yeah. watch this. <laughs> now, again, I'm just the ideas guy. <laughs> And I was very inspired. There, there is an audio recording of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas working on the Indiana Jones script. Yeah. It is fascinating because what happens in this recording is they pretty much just think of the set pieces first. Yeah. And then, and like, then, write all the plot around it. Right. So, again, I don't really know, like, character-wise what's happening in here. I suspect that, you know, Miguel, he feels passionately about family. And so, right, well, of course. He wants to see yeah, his daughter. It's a journey to I'm get back board. to his family. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely have ideas for moments in this final chase sequence, this final heist, because, of course, they're being met with all the firepower of the FBI. Just a bunch yeah. of cars running into each other. Yeah. The heist is going to be in a city where there's a bridge. Oh, snap. <laughs> so essentially, it's just like a hundred cop cars on one side of the bridge. And then the bulldozer just pushing all the cars out of the way. Yeah. Metal scratching on metal. At some point, the tow truck looks like it's not going to get across. And so what oh. it's going to do is it's going to use its hook. And it's going, to, <laughs> it's going to hook to the bottom of the bridge and like swing <laughs> off it. <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would have been yeah. disappointed if that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then at some point, there are going to be like three cop cars that almost managed to get to the group. And so what the car carrier is going to do is, you know, the car carrier is like giant, massive box that could fit three cars. The car carrier like drifts as these the cops are coming. them up in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a note from the studio. Okay. Uh, I need a, a Tonka truck with cop lights on. Like, I need a cop oh, Tonka yeah. truck. Yeah. The cops fight back Tonka <laughs> on Tonka. Yeah. Also, you know how the Fast and Furious movies have NOS, which is just this magic stuff that makes your car go really fast, but it you know there's danger of breaking it? Yeah. I think Miguel, he's done these jobs before. So after the midpoint, he soups up all the Tonka trucks because, like, the reason no one's really robbed a place with construction vehicles before they're slow. is they're slow, but not anymore. Oh, now we got fast they're strong Tonka and fast trucks. now, so oh, they're all going yeah. really fast. Yeah. Wait, wait. There's a climax where the dump truck has all the money. Somehow, all the money has just been put. Oh, wait, no, they're going for a diamond now. They're going for a diamond. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the yeah, diamond yeah, is yeah, in yeah, the dump yeah, truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this one through a lot. Uh -huh. <laughs> the diamond is in the dump truck, and it's managed to go through like a side, like little side bridge apart from the main one, like a maintenance bridge or something. 
FBI agent Mark Marin is on the other side. <laughs> and the two of them have a face-off. But uh, that's when he has his big speech about family or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to see his daughter. Yeah. I wanted to see his twizzy. <laughs> yeah, his twizzy. Yeah, the emotional yeet song plays during this one. Of course, yeah. And he gives this big speech, but the big speech was just a distraction because he uh, he conveniently left the, the parking brake off of off of the Tonka truck. So it's rolling. And it rolls and it crashes into the side of the bridge and then it, it falls over and dude's like, oh no. And he like dives in after the Tonka truck to try to get the diamond. But then meanwhile, he pulls the diamond out of his pocket. The diamond was there the whole time. <laughs> Outsmarted him. Tonka. <laughs> and then the, the final scene is like he walks back to his ex's house and he has a big envelope and he's like all the money you need for her is in here and then he's reunited with his daughter it's kind of like the end of inception and you Ooh. know cut to black tonka yeet music plays that's tonka all right as the studio i'm going to green light it if i can write the post credit scene for you real quick okay okay post credit scene after the credits, of course, we see our main character, Miguel. Uh-huh. That was his name, right? Yeah. And uh, he's got the whole crew with him, all of the Tonkas. Yeah. And they're in a dark room, uh-huh. and a shadowy figure is in the corner. And he goes, and the dark figure goes, that's right, one more job. And Miguel goes, but can we do it? And the shadowy figure steps out. And he says, yes, we can. <laughs> and it's Bob, Bob the, the Builder. Builder. And yeah. that expands into our cinematic universe. <laughs> the Bob the Builder Tonka universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we do it? Yes, we can. So obviously, no. There are a lot of story beats. Like I would imagine most of the movie is like the, the heist team struggling to get together Ocean's Eleven style. But of yeah. course... Him learning to lead a group of a bunch of people is applicable for him learning how to, you know, have yeah. a family. Of and be own, a father. And, exactly, and, and, yeah. But, you know, really the selling point is just I want to see the, the tow trucks right. swing off a bridge. Exactly. <laughs> and that's all yeah. anyone would want to go see. Exactly, yeah. You know, so... It, Hey, I'm in. Yeah. Um, There's about to be a huge hole in the market for cars doing things they shouldn't. After the new Fast yeah, and the so. yeah. Uh, I I saw a thing today. By the time this came out, this was a long time ago. But I saw a thing today where they were like, uh, those leaker dudes. Uh-huh. They were like, if what I hear, the Fast and the Furious production teams reshoots. Apparently, the Fast and the Furious movie did reshoots today. Uh-huh. And they say if if what I'm hearing they what they did today is true. I'm going to be seeing that movie immediately, like opening <laughs> okay. night. And so I don't know uh-huh. what it is that they're doing. Yeah. But supposedly it's crazy. Okay. That's a side note. Okay. Man, you really did the uh, the chase pitch. Yeah. Where you were like, look, guys, if you ever need to be a good written by pitch, rival pitch guy, mm-hmm. all you need to do is write a good opening scene. Yeah. Be like, and then there's some movie stuff, and then hit the ending. That's all you have to do. Well, hey, this is rival pitches, not rival we write and screenplays. Exactly. So sometimes the hook is all you need. Fast and Furious with Tonka trucks. I mean, you, dude, your pitch could have been two, yeah. two minutes long. I was in immediately. 
All right, what you okay, got? Okay, so mine is a little bit. It's it's not uh it's not a big blockbuster like that. Okay, this is kind of uh it's purely fiction. Okay, I know earlier I hinted that maybe it could have been something like a, the Tetris movie. Yeah, about the creation of toy. It's not. Okay, it's completely fiction. I invented all of it. <laughs> okay, but it's still kind of like a grounded story okay and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get into it yeah and uh we're gonna learn as we as okay we go. so okay. we open and we see a young man his name's dill short for dylan mm-hmm. but everybody calls him dill yeah and he's sitting in a break room he's wearing a walmart vest and his headphones are in and he's watching a youtube video on his phone and it's one of those finance bro youtube guys yeah like a gary v type and the guy in the video, we can hear it through his headphones. Storytelling is key in the current marketing economy. Okay, if you're not selling a story, then you're not selling a product. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Cut to we see Dill at the register, and he's ringing up an old woman. Mm-hmm. How much are the bananas? He scans them. Uh, they're two forty-eight. Mm, well, maybe just sit those to the side. And he goes to move them, but then he stops and he goes, uh, no problem, but uh, these are locally grown bananas. Uh, they're the only bananas grown in the United States, and they're grown right here in town. We're the only place huh. in the country that makes bananas. Huh. And she goes, really? And he goes, that's the story. And she goes, well, go ahead and toss them in. And, you know, he smirks because he yeah. thinks he's this big businessman, right? Uh-huh. We cut to, and we see Dill at a bar with these two other guys. They're they're kind of like late 20s, probably like 25, 26-ish. And uh, they're at this bar, and they're drinking, and they're talking about business stuff. Business. These are those group of friends that are always coming up with business ideas. I love those people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're always talking about the creator economy. That's me. (laughs) Uh, I wrote this very shortly after we were complaining about these people the other day. <laughs> Guys, that's what we do immediately <laughs> after the podcast stops recording. We just talk about business. <laughs> yeah, because that's, we love finances. The creator um, economy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they're talking about business stuff, and it's his buddy Terry and his buddy Chuck. Yeah. And Terry is like, dude, it's all about picking the right product, man. Like, you tried drop shipping phone cases. You know how flooded that market is? And he's like, well, it just takes time. And then Chuck is like, dude, you haven't made a single sale. Plus, you uh, you spent like a grand on Amazon ads. It's a bust, Dill. You, you blew it. And Terry is like, now you should, now you should take the story and you can make a I wasted a thousand dollars on dropshipping YouTube video for your channel. Yeah. And you can translate that into <laughs> sales for your next product. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I think and Dill Dill is like, dude, I think I'm done with the YouTube thing, man. It's just uh, I think a podcast would work better because I mean, I just want to like talk about everything. You know, I want to talk about investing and NFTs and uh yeah. marketing, like everything. And the YouTube channel is just like it's a lot of work. And you could optimize a podcast by uploading a podcast and then getting video clips. So all your socials have video clips. <laughs> we, we have said that. that is, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> and then also you keep on getting guests. And so they compound. <laughs> yeah. And so it's more people listening to you and your business. <laughs> okay. Well, now it is us. 
But I'm, we're not like this. We're making fun of these people. And, and Terry's like, dude, until you figure out that it is not about the marketing and that it's about the product, you're not going to find any success. Uh-huh. Man, the product, the channel, the drop shipping, the, the phone cases, even the time you tried flipping Pokemon cards, you're just going to keep failing until you find the right product. And he's like, dude, it's not about the product. It's about the story. Okay, if you're not selling a story, you're not selling a product. Nope. Sorry, Dill. I gotta agree with Terry. And then Dill so says says yeah. this. He goes, Bro, in the 70s, people were buying pet rocks. <laughs> Just a rock <laughs> in a cardboard box because of the marketing, not the product. Is this the Pet Rock movie? This is the Pet Rock movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. yes. <laughs> and Terry's like, dude, but that was back then. That was back when people were dumb. Nowadays, you could never do that. And, and Dill's like, I could. He's like, bro, you couldn't even sell phone cases. You think you could sell rocks? And he's like, I bet you $100 that I could sell Pet Rocks. And he goes, dude, I tell you what. I will bet you $100 that you can't even make 10 sales. And then Chuck is like, dude, I'll jump in on this and I'll bet you the $100 for 10 sales. Plus, if you manage to sell 50 bucks, I'll invest $1,000 of my money into your pet rock company. And so Dill's like, fine, I'll take that deal. Terry says deal. Chuck says deal. So (laughs) pet rock movie. (laughs) That's our opening kind of seeds. Um, This is a movie making fun of influencer bros yeah uh finance bros uh-huh. and and uh yeah because i mean every time you meet one of these they always have had a million business like they tried to flip pokemon cards yeah. they tried to be a part of nfts yeah they all have a podcast they all have a podcast we have a show we don't yeah we have, have a, a show podcast. this isn't a podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i love it i love it yeah yeah so this is this whole movie is just kind of making fun of those people while also telling the story of a pet rock. Okay. Dill goes out and he buys like a hundred smooth rocks from like a landscaping company. He buys them in bulk so it's not that expensive. And then and then he goes and he buys a bunch of little googly eyes from the Hobby Lobby. And we see him sitting at his kitchen table and he's just putting these eyes on all these rocks and they're piling up. And then he's just sitting there. And he's just staring at a hundred rocks on the table in front of him. And he realizes like, I don't know what to do next. So, he's like, okay, we need a story. What is the story? I need a story to sell these pet rocks. And we so we, we see a montage of him, and he's like in his kitchen, and he's thinking, and he's staring at the rocks, and then he's like writing on a whiteboard, and, and he's writing stuff like, like rock, arrow, story question mark yeah. you know no, nothing good like uh-huh. he's just <laughs> and uh you know we see him laying on the floor and he's like banging his head on the floor and then he's juggling the some of the rock you know just a montage of yeah. him stuck he doesn't know what to do next and usually this is the part where he gives up on his phone cases yeah. or his pokemon cards because it gets hard does he have just boxes of other products he didn't sell probably He's got like 10 TVs he failed to flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, 
I mean, we we mentioned that uh, like he quit the YouTube channel because it was too much work. So like yeah. this guy doesn't like to work. He's just looking for a get rich quick scheme, just yeah. like all of these finance bro dudes. Yeah. And uh, so he's about to give up, and then his phone goes off, ding, and it's a YouTube notification. His favorite finance dude that he was watching earlier is going live, and the video says, "Ask me anything." He pulls up the stream, it's a live stream, and he's watching, and he starts typing in questions in the chat, and, and the guy actually answers one of his questions. And he goes, oh, hey, this is a good one. Uh, Dill Pickleboy 4 asks, how would you sell a product that no one would normally want to buy? It has no use, no value, no purpose. If a product has no value, give it one. Do you think that every product has a use, a purpose? If rich and famous people like something, everyone likes it. So how would I give it value? I would give it value by sending it to huge influencers and making them say that it has value, even if it doesn't. Because if they say it has value, then it does have value. So Dill sees this and he, he immediately turns off the stream and he's like, I'm in, I'm, I got it. And we see him Googling, right? We see him Googling. How do I make influencers like my product? Uh, how do I get my product to influencers? Nothing's coming up. Nothing's coming up. We see him at his whiteboard. And he's like, influencers, arrow, rock. <laughs> and then the, right below it says, rock, arrow, influencer. <laughs> and then he's staring at it. He's like, wait a second. Rock, arrow, influencer, influencer, arrow, rock. I got it. Now he's making calls, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I need a logo. No, no, no. This isn't about the phone cases. I need packaging for Rocky the Influencer Coach. It's a rock influencer. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's a pet rock influencer. And we see him, and he's building a website. And, he, and, he's, and he's scrolling through Fiverr, and he's buying packaging design boxes, and, and, he, and he's buying services he needs, you know. <clears throat> and then he and then he picks up the phone and he and he's calling Terry and Chuck. He goes, "The bet's off. Get get over here now." And they're like, "You gave up already?" And he's like, "No, just get over here." And they show up at his house. And he's like, "This isn't a bet anymore. This is a business." And they're like, "Dude," he's like, "Look," and he pulls off all of the branding on his computer and the logos and the packaging. And he says, meet Rocky, the influencer coach. We're going to send 100 of these to as many podcasts, influencers, TikTokers, YouTubers that we can. And each rock comes with a little podium that you can place in your set of whatever it is you're doing, your videos, your podcast. And the podium says, Rocky, the influencer coach. And it also comes with a little book. And the little book tells you who Rocky is. It tells you the story of Rocky. Rocky is the best influencer coach in the world. And if he's with you in whatever you're trying to do, you will never fail. If a hundred different influencers have these rocks sitting on their sets, everyone is going to want one. Because if, even though they know that the rock can't actually make them a better influencer, they'll think that it can. Because all of the best influencers have one. We sell them for $19.99. You want to know how much it costs to make one Rocky box? $3.
That's $17 profit if we buy in bulk. And they're like, I don't know, dude. And he's like, look, I need your help. If I'm going to send out 100 of these for free, I'm going to need about $300. I've already spent all of my money on the logo and the website and the branding and these rocks. And I'm, I'm just asking you to act like you already lost the bet because you practically have. This is guaranteed to work. And just give me 150 bucks each. And they're like, fine. And then Chuck's like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to throw away $150. And he's like, dude, if you don't double that by the end of this month, I will pay you back plus interest. He's like, okay, fine. So Dill starts, he starts doing it, right? He's getting these packaging made. He's spent this 300 bucks almost immediately. And he's got the little podiums for the rock. And it says Rocky, the podcast coach. And now he's just sitting in his living room. And there's a hundred boxes ready to go out. Filling his living room. And he's Googling podcasts and influencers and YouTubers who have big followings. But like not written by. <laughs> yeah, like written by the show. <laughs> uh, they have big followings, but not too big that they wouldn't like answer their emails. Yeah. And, and so, you know, but, you know, if they have 100,000 followers, that's a lot of followers, yeah. but it's not like a million followers. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, as we're seeing, you know, the screen fly, it's kind of like the opacity's low. And then you start seeing these boxes slowly disappear yeah. from his room. And next thing you know, all of the boxes are gone. He had sent out all 100 Rocky the influencer coaches to all of these different influencers, yeah. podcasts, YouTubers, everything. Mm -hmm. And it worked. <sighs> it's working. Now, every, like they're they're getting sales on the website constantly. Now all three of them are just like in Dill's house putting googly eyes on rocks and trying to put them in the box. And the three of them are just like working. And uh, like they hired a social media manager to run their their socials, and it's just clips of people like big TikTokers with the Rock and not Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Rocky the influencer <laughs> coach, and and you know they're, so they're posting that, so they're paying, so now you know their business is growing, they're making this money, they're hiring employees, it's growing a ton, and they've got more and more and more and more, and then three months later, I mean there's other stuff going on in this movie, but yeah. I'm just giving you the story. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's morals and stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> it's three months later, mm -hmm. and they just sold their 100,000th Rocky. Whoa. That is almost $2 million in sales. Yeah. Life has completely changed for the three of them, right? Dill doesn't work at Walmart. It's perfect. Like, this is exactly what he's been wanting to do this whole time. His idea worked. They, their company... Rocky, the influencer coach, has made almost $2 million. And Hasbro reaches out. And they want to buy the company, Rocky, the influencer coach, for $5 million. Yeah. So they're at this big meeting, and there's lawyers, and the Hasbro people, and then our three main characters. And then it's a big meeting, and there's businessmen around. I don't know what they do, but there's businessmen. Mm -hmm. And... And they, you know, they make the deal. Hey, we want to buy your company for five million dollars. And so it's like it's a big meeting. You know, all the executives, businessmen. And that's their offer. Hey, we want to buy 
the company for $5 million. And Dill's like, are you kidding me? Rocky is worth way more than $5 million. Like, we've made almost $2 million in three months. We're set to make $10 million by the end of the year. And, you know, he's using that, like, talk that they do on Shark Tank. And oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, we, for 10% equity, we're going to be making this amount by the end of the end of the year margin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hasbro's just straight up. And Hasbro, Mr. Hasbro. Mr. Hasbro. No, the team is like, no, you're, hey, look, you're, you're not going to make that much money. And this is why. You've exercised your internet audience. You've made the sales that you're going to make. If Rocky is going to go any further, it needs traditional marketing, and it needs retail distribution, and it needs the resources that Hasbro has. And they're like, well, I can, you know, Dill's like, I can do all those things without you guys. And they're like, hey, no, you can't. Okay, you've made $2 million. You probably don't even have all of that $2 million because that's not profit. That's just sales. You're not going to be able to do the things that we can do with the amount of money that you have. And they're straight up with them. They're like, look, this is a fad. And the only reason we're wanting to include you is because we want the name. But we don't have to have the name. A rock is not a patent. You can't put a patent on a rock. And he says no. And his, and his friends, his two buddies, Terry and Chuck, are like, yo, dude, uh, Dylan, man, um, we've reinvested all this money back into the company. Like, we don't have any money. They seem to really know what they're talking about. We should make the deal. $5 million. We could walk out of this with something. And he goes, walk out of this with something? If you stick with me, by the end of this, we're going to be billionaires. Not (laughs) five millionaires. And 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 he's getting himself worked up because his friends are still like, no, no, dude, please, like, take this deal. Don't do this. And he goes, you know what? You're both out. You're fired. You're out of the company. And he pays them like $200,000 each or whatever they have invested yeah. in the company. Like, you know what I mean? They don't see the vision. Yeah, they don't see the vision, so they're out. Yeah. There's a lot of money in the pet rock industry. Yeah, yeah, there's $2 million actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dylan cuts his friends out, pays them out, and uh, starts trying to get Rocky, the influencer coach, into retail stores and trying to get commercials and, and stuff like that. And... Uh, very quickly he realizes that he messed up because Hasbro releases their own pet rock brand, which is called Influencer Rock, and they push it into Target and Walmart. They resurrect a Kmart and put it in Kmart, uh, and they're only selling theirs for $10. And the next thing you know, another company's making a pet rock for $5, and then you can get them at the Dollar Tree for $1, and... And next thing you know, by the end of the year, just a few short months after the meeting with Hasbro, Rocky, the influencer coach, has joined Fidget Spinners and Kadamas and Crocs as a fad that has become oversaturated to the point where they are practically worthless. I mean, Crocs are back, but... <laughs> and Rocky will be back, okay? Let's be... <laughs> uh, Post Malone will get a pet rock, and all of a sudden... Be... <laughs> yeah, and it will be back, baby! Um, and and so it's it's over. And Dill's mm. broke, because he had reinvested all of the company's money back into the company, which was not smart. He didn't mm. save anything. His friends hate him. Yeah. You know, they got out with a little bit of money, but... It could have been a lot more money. Yeah. And also, you know, he cut them out. So there's like a, a riff. And, uh, and so now Dill's uh, reapplying to Walmart. 
again. He's back where he started. And um, the person doing his interview is Terry. Before you ask, I don't know what Terry did with his two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> he immediately started another business. <laughs> I don't know if like he bought a house and was like, I still need gas yeah. <laughs> and like food. But, bought uh, a really nice car and then yeah. tried to flip it, which everyone knows you aren't supposed to do. Right. It's like beanie babies. You're not yeah. supposed to do that. <laughs> but anyway, so Terry is the one interviewing him to come back to Walmart. And uh the scene is like very awkward. Like there's no music. This mm-hmm. isn't like a like a very like beautiful shot. It's like yeah. this. It's just the two of them in that little cramped office at Walmart. I used to yeah. work at Walmart. It's not a fun office. Uh-huh. And uh and he's like Terry's talking to him and he's just like you didn't listen, Dill. You didn't listen to us. You didn't listen to Hasbro. You didn't even listen to the original story that you kept preaching about. The original Pet Rock was a fad that lasted for six months. You should have known that this was going to happen. He's like, but I'm an entrepreneur. I thought, he's like, no, 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 you're not. You're not an entrepreneur. You just watched a bunch of YouTube videos and you got lucky. You didn't go to business school. You don't have any idea what it's like to run a business. You have no experience. You don't know anything about accounting. You're just a guy, Dill. And you call yourself a guru and you call yourself a finance influencer. And you know what? If you would have actually sold a rock to Hasbro for $5 million, then you have the right to call yourself all of those things. But you didn't. And so all you've done is prove to us and everybody watching that you are exactly what we thought you were. A loser. Dang. Uh, do I do I have the job? Yeah, Dill, you've got the job. And that's my pet rock movie. <laughs> it just ends there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so dark to be a pet rock movie? <laughs> I uh, I like it. I like it though. It's really good. I um. <laughs> I feel like I've been telling this story. <laughs> I wanted to tell a story. I was looking through all the different toys. Yeah. And I saw the story of the actual pet rock, which is a really cool story. Oh, where yeah. it's like the guy who uh came up with the first ever pet rock in the seventies. He like was just at a bar with his buddies and they were like complaining about how pets suck and there's so much work. And he's like, well, I bet I bet I could sell people a pet rock. And then he did it. And it was oh, like, that's actually a cool story. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. In six months, he, he it only lasted six months, just like in the, in the movie. Yeah. Um, and he made it one million dollars in the 70s. So that's probably like five million dollars now. Yeah. But and uh, and then he just like. Unlike Dill in our in our story, he was just like awesome. He knew that it was a fad and it was over. And he cashed out. Yeah, he huh. made a million dollars and he reinvested in like bars and stuff, which he was actually passionate about. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, he was a successful businessman. And I was like, that's a cool story, but I could make it better. <laughs> I mean, 
you obviously have a lot of pent up aggression against a certain type of internet personality. So I'm glad that it made its way into a story. Yeah. And I think this was a good way because this is exactly what would happen if because everybody has a buddy yeah. who watches those TikToks and watches mm-hmm. those YouTube videos and they always like Dylan in the story quit all of those businesses as soon as they got hard. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of these dudes in real life do. And this is what would happen if one of them actually got lucky. Like if a dude I yeah. knew actually sold $2 million worth yeah. of a rock. Well, that was, that was going to be my note. Like only note is like, we need to flesh out more what he's like after he's yeah. successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. you know, the dude would just be insufferable and <laughs> he would probably continue his podcast. And <laughs> Oh yeah. He would, he would be a guru. Cause I mean, that's yeah. the thing is we've talked about this before is someone, gets good at one thing and thinks that that just means that they're a genius at everything. Yeah. When really you just, you have one specialized skill or even a lot of times in business, <laughs> you, you just, just get lucky. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he did, which I mean, I guess they put hard work into it. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, they still got lucky. And a lot of the stuff you see on YouTube and stuff is about how to make a lot of money without working hard, without any or like effort, without making yeah. anything useful. Yeah. Like the whole pet rock thing about like silly the story. It reminds me a lot of Supreme, which I hate so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is everything I put in here, yeah, I is real. I think yeah. where it's like you could sell a, a rock to TikTok influencers, yeah. but what what a waste of my time. Exactly. <laughs> what a waste. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, right? I've. I've <laughs> These people only care about making money. They're going to make a useless thing that is doesn't help doesn't anyone. Help anybody, just generating yeah. waste, making yeah. a product, push it to people who don't need it. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. it. It it because it, it's like Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Like a Pokemon card is meant to like play the game Pokemon. Yeah, there's at least like a value in entertainment, right? <laughs> but there's it shouldn't be worth a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. But because people want it, yeah. they like it. It's the same thing with NFTs yeah. and everything. And yeah. it's going to create the Beanie Babies. Dude, the whole pitch. Yeah. I was thinking about, I almost did this, this episode. I didn't do it because this is a movie, guys, I for real want to do in real life. It's like a big career goal of mine to make a Beanie Baby movie. Yeah. I, again, I can't it, wait. Yeah. It explores like a lot of the stuff in your film about like how did this useless thing it's meant to be so... a toy. Yeah, become like people are investing in serious money into it. <laughs> They're treating it like it's a stock. Yeah. And then also the dude that invented Beanie Babies. It's just this dark, tragic figure. So it is both like a story of the twisted nature of American capitalism and also like a, a family trauma. The dude... Have I talked about this on Written By before? Maybe. I know I've I talked about it on church stories it. before. Yeah. The guy that invented Beanie Babies is the craziest dude. <laughs> when I tell you he is he is across, he got like a ton of plastic surgery after he got rich. So just appearance-wise alone, yeah. he is a cross between white Michael Jackson and <laughs> Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. The dude legit like considers himself like real life Willy Wonka. He's trying to be that at the time. That's so crazy. it's like that, yeah, that crazy dude with the white chocolate. <laughs> And it was all about like the reason it's successful is they sold a story. Yeah. They had an intern. This is right around the time the internet was blowing up. This intern wrote personalized stories for each Beanie Baby. And that created attachment to them. 
And then, and then the intern never got even paid. got more than like Dang, $20 sorry. an hour or something, even though like this billion dollar empire was Dang. based on, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I think, man. Guys, help me make my movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really want to see that because uh, I either need to read that book or wait for your movie to come out. <laughs> an, an HBO documentary came out. Yeah. But the, there's so much craziness around Beanie Babies. The documentary doesn't even cover like the full extent of everything. That's how you know a story's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, I I'm I'm I like the story a lot because I think it really does capture all of my feelings about the dude bro finance yeah. influencer stuff. Yeah. Um. And it, it's it feels very therapeutic because it's like yeah, I've said like you said your piece on it. A well, I, I'm gonna say it's well written, <laughs> well structured, like yeah. thoughts mm-hmm. about that industry. Yeah, and now I can kind of just let go, and whenever someone's like, "Hey, man, I got a really great idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a revenue stream based off of this," and I'm just gonna, uh-huh. like, "Hey, listen to this episode of Written by Podcast or Show, <laughs> the Written yeah. by Show." <laughs> man, well, yeah, guys, you are the studio head. Let us know which movie you want made. Do you wanna, do you want the Tonka movie? <laughs> they rob banks with taco trucks. You want the pet rock movie? Here are the one minute pitches. Let us know. So, since Barbie already looks like it's going to be a huge success, I think we need more movies based on toys. Now, my pitch is the Tonka Truck movie. So, basically, what it is, it is about a disenfranchised construction worker who has had all his money stolen from him by an evil corporation. And so, he's going to get it back. He and his construction worker friends are going to rob this bank using Tonka trucks and we get all our favorite Tonka trucks and they make a whole team of Tonka trucks with each of them using their own special abilities. The tow truck is using his hook to tip over trucks and swing off of buildings. The bulldozers are knocking things over. The car carriers are swallowing police cars in their chassis containers or whatever. And essentially if, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, this is basically fast and furious with construction vehicles. I don't know who wouldn't want to see this. I did a whole pitch of this on our podcast you can listen to it the success of barbie shows that we're needing more toy adaptation films so i wrote a movie about the pet rock essentially my story is about one of these like finance bro crypto guys who's always looking for the next business and he takes direct inspiration from the guy who created the pet rock back in the 80s and so he essentially uses influencer marketing and a bunch of business guy gibberish to sell the pet rock product in the current TikTok model. And it basically tells you the story of flying too close to the sun when you're one of these finance bros and you get lucky once, consider yourself a guru and a genius and it kind of ruins his whole life. If you would like to listen to my whole pitch, it's about a 30 minute pitch. You can listen to it on written by podcast, the toy adaptation episode. Hey, thank you guys for Watching or listening to rival pitches. What week is uh? Yeah, that's, this? The, that's a toy adaptation. Toy adaptation. What an episode, man! Dude. I <laughs> this is the one where we switched brains. Yep, yep. <laughs> you wrote your most grounded and thematic yeah. and dramatic while still being funny movie, and, and you went off the rails. <laughs> Just came in hot. 
Heck yeah. Uh, remind me, I did Pet Rock and you did... Uh, I did the Tonka Truck movie. That's right, Tonka Truck. I, uh, you know, never done drugs before, mm-hmm. but my whole thought process for this pitch was to just be like, okay, from what I've heard about people that do cocaine, like, what do they think about? Yeah, there's a... Let's do that. Tonka Trucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're robbing a bank with Tonka Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. I think one of the best episodes of the season. One of the most entertaining. Yeah. Super fun. I love both pitches. Love the movies. Hey, man, what a great, what a great episode. Yeah, we can't wait to see your votes. Speaking of votes, I have the the results for the Tokyo Drift rival pitches. Oh, yeah. The winner, almost unanimously... Ladybird, Tokyo Drift. Man, dude, you're starting to take a lead on me, man. I think I think I have one over you now. I think so. it might be two. No, it's one. We uh, we wait. It might be two. I, I think don't it's know. two because last time we said that you 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 moved one ahead. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're starting to get a bit of a lead on me, man. I don't know what happened. I I think <clears throat> maybe the next couple I I stand a chance of winning some and, and maybe pushing forward, but. Yeah, I started off hot, but you, I guess, I guess I just made you work even harder, and now exactly. you're, yeah, yeah, it's that, it's that push and pull. But you know, man, I think, I think you, you got some heaters in the in the catalog yet to come. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we I could... think, I think really what it was though is is a Ladybird Tokyo Drift is just way more far fetched, and I think that's a yeah, that's what people are looking for. They want to. <laughs> Like, honestly, if I had actually done Schindler's List Tokyo Drift, I think it would have been unanimous. I don't know how I would have done that. I don't I know how Schindler I think utilizes it a GTX to, <laughs> to kill Nazis. But, uh, Dang, you know, you know now what? that I speak I, it out loud, I would it? watch that movie. Uh, you're right. It would have been unanimous. It has, like, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter oh, energy. Yeah, which it's is like just... Schindler's we've talked a about, hot rod. We've talked about doing blank Vampire Hunter yeah. The only pitch. reason we haven't is Story Break has one, a has podcast that also broke stuff. Yeah, and it's one of their best episodes. They so did like, like Random President hunts Random Monster, and they did Grover Cleveland versus Unicorns. I uh, need to listen to that one. I've never yeah, listened to that one. Yeah, Story Break podcast, Grover Cleveland versus Unicorns. Yeah, Story so Break is listen. what inspired us. We started before they quit though yeah yeah and then when they quit in my head i was like it's time for us to shine baby no nothing came of that yeah we essentially we wanted to be story break if story break actually could produce the things they exactly they wrote and we've done that yo speaking of that yeah. we haven't talked about trouble date in a while our short film we filmed based on episode two of the podcast a year but, ago uh, yeah yeah just a little over a year ago we shot that but we uh we've been laying low because we've been waiting for some things to work out, but we can finally announce yeah, that trouble date is done. It is finished. It's been a year. Yeah, it's been uh, over a year. Like at this the point, writing yeah. and pre-production and everything. It is a finished film. We have the finished file and wow, guys, you are you are almost ready to watch it. Oh we are, man, 
we have spent the past month and we'll have to spend like uh, just a couple more weeks figuring out the best way to release this yeah there you know there are a few like short film aggregate sites and other festival channels that could help a film like this get seen to its full potential so we're exploring all those options and we're waiting to hear back on a few things but uh basically if if the timing looks right and a few of the things don't pan out this could come out as early as this month so yeah. uh stay, it, stay tuned for further updates but uh, <clears throat> we really we don't want to hold this any longer if yeah. there's a situation where we could even give the listeners an exclusive link like an exclusive written by premiere of the film we will do that we're trying yeah. to get it to you guys as soon as possible yeah, because you were there when we came up with the idea. Yeah. You know? I don't even know. I don't know if Double Date was a listener suggestion or was one of us. Oh, it was before it was before we had listeners. We recorded that before we oh, started wow. the podcast. You're too. right. Yeah. So I guess... Before the podcast premiered. Whichever one of us came up with that really did uh, <laughs> the, the Lord's work that yeah. day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to be going really heavy promoting it when it does come out on Instagram and everything. And so we're going to have like a ton of stuff on there and... Uh, we're just really going to go hard on trying to get this thing seen because we were both really proud of the short. And we're also really proud of the process in which it was made coming from... Yeah. I, I think we both just think it's really neat that uh, we wrote it on the show with you guys. Mm -hmm. And then we cleaned it up, wrote it in screenplay format, you know, uh, produced it, mm -hmm. been working on it for over a year. Uh and now it's finally it's crazy to me that it's finally coming out because it's we've i've moved on we've done <laughs> exactly, so many yeah. projects since then it's like i yeah. thought that this was over a year ago but it's yeah. finally time to release yeah. it but you know it was, it was worth the wait we were yeah. waiting for certain things to cook and they they just came out the oven oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but well, yeah we really we're, we're trying to get a scene by the most people if, if anything we are so proud of the work our crew did on this yeah. and our thought process has always been if a, if a crew is going to work for free or like way below their rate, then uh, it should be it, it deserves to have of. their work seen as many people as we could get. So that's yeah. the plan. Uh, also, I mean, if everything goes as well, there'll be a uh, BTS podcast episode. Yep. yep. Um, we're just gonna, we're going to be really going heavy on it. Yeah, and we're we're talking about this like it could come out in a few months, which I guess is possible. But also, it's very possible it could come out in like two weeks. So, yeah, this could happen you know. at any time. It really just depends on some of the external factors that we got going on behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, it rhymes with Gref Grazos may be yeah. interested oh, in it yeah. for something called Gramazon. Yeah, Gramazon Grime. <laughs> Gramazon's no, new yeah. UK hip hop channel. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Our logo was designed by Taylor Lockery. Our music was produced by Robert and Drew. Yeah, uh, make sure to follow us everywhere at Written by Pod, especially on Instagram. But uh, we're on TikTok and YouTube, guys. If you want to vote for which rival pitch was your favorite, uh, leave a comment under our Instagram post that was posted the day this episode came out it has the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player leave a comment letting us know which post you like the best you could also vote in our discord we have a discord yep and we also have a patreon if you want to help support the show you can just toss five bucks a month that way you get some cool stuff but um we have a you know potentially another project in the works and we could definitely use uh, some some help funding that so if you if you like listening to the show every week and you want to help support us you can join us on patreon 
<clears throat> you can um, send listener suggestions via email or Instagram DM or the Discord. Our email is writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. You can visit writtenbypodcast.com. Yeah, yeah. Send us all your suggestions. We're, uh, we're doing a lot of listener suggestions. We're recording yeah. them right now. So if you if you want your suggestion to get in, like this week is the best time to send something. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Don't forget to vote on Rival Pitches. The race is neck and neck right now. Let your voice be heard. <laughs> I, I sound like I'm, a, I'm doing one of those, like, just vote yeah. campaigns. Yeah, let your voice be heard. Yeah. Vote. The future of this country depends on if you like the uh, toy rock, <laughs> yeah. the pet rock movie, or the Tonka truck movie. Yeah. This is the this is the 2020 election yeah, all over Yeah, this is again. the race of the century. <laughs> Lives will be defined by your choice this week. Can I pet know. rock win? Uh, yes, it can. <laughs> See you next week. Just chilling in Greenville County. <laughs> Pokemon uh, Go to the written by Instagram. Uh, written by podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>